This is Jacob Ross with JLB Morelia. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. You're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Enjoy. And rock we shall because this is episode 81 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I am Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I am Jacob Bratz with J.O.B. Morelia. And we're joined by the man with the best stash in the biz, <laughs> Mark Hager of Texas Condros. Yeah. Do you, still up, have, do, do you still have the stash? Or did you get rid of you it? You know, I, I am sad to say that the the stash has been retired. No. It, you, still uh, got, you still got the long hair, though? Oh yeah, yeah. The, oh, okay. the long hair is still in, but I uh, I gave the stash a solid year. I uh, I I started it in January 2019 and kept it till December 2019. And uh, after that, I my wife had had enough. She was like, "It's it's ready, it's ready to come off." So never dead. <laughs> yeah, always. It, it'll always be alive in our hearts. <laughs> never say die. At least you guys can grow mustaches. Yeah, I was telling Jake last week, because uh, we had Sean on and we had like video chatted for a second, and Jake's hair is getting really long. I was like, dude, if you grew out a stash, you'd look just like Hager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey. that's right. You did say that. Come on, I man. And that's when I was man. like, man, we need to have him on the show. Let me go. Let me hit him up. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. No, nah, man. I, I don't I don't think, uh, I think Hager's, Hager's got more of a, a curly head than I do. I'm more of a straight straight and narrow kind of guy at least with my hair you ever have people call you sean white me yeah no, hager. I've never had anybody call- oh hager uh yes many times <laughs> <laughs> when uh when sean white was coming up in in snowboarding and uh and he was the flying tomato i was i was <laughs> probably yeah, dude, that's what that's what they called him. Like that was his that was his little like <laughs> nickname. And so, you know, I was I was really into wakeboarding and, and you know, growing up in that same time and looked like the exact same. There was actually there was like a a, a board shop near my house mm-hmm. and they like during the summer they carry all the wakeboard stuff, during the summer they carried all the snowboard stuff. And right. so in the winter they would they had this like cardboard cutout of Sean White for like a like a Oakley thing and so like i i walked in there and and was like oh my god it's like it looks just like me holy crap it's me start advertising that he's going to be in store signing stuff and they got you doing it yeah yeah should have should have made a little extra cash on that oh man except i'm six foot four and i'm sure he's like five foot nothing yeah yeah so there's that yeah one of one of my curses being six four is a curse. Uh, well, in in action sports, it's definitely a curse. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> I, I was I was never destined to be uh, a a full time professional wakeboarder. Unfortunately, I mm. I I tried my darndest. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's meant for much lower centers of gravity. Yeah, for real. Those little yeah. those little gymnastic guys they they're the ones you want. Horse, Man, horse I jockeys. Should've, I should. I should have done that. I'm. I'm pretty short. Hey, there's still time. Yeah, so always time. I was more into like. Um, I was more into like motocross and shit when I was younger. Travis Pastrana. Oh man. Yeah. The bomb. All my friends that were into motocross 
they, you know, they like were into it for a while and then they got out of it. And I always ask like, oh man, what made you stop riding? And they're like, well, after I broke my leg for the fourth time, I decided to hang it up. And I'm like, it, it took call. you four times? Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. When the doctors told me if I did it one more time, I'd never walk again. Yeah, then you got guys like Travis Pastrana that have literally broken every bone in his fucking body. Yeah, those dudes, those dudes are insane. That's ridiculous, man. Like I couldn't Jackie imagine Chan. having broke every bone I have. Ridiculous. Yeah, when he gets he's like seventy, dude, up. he's gonna be struggling. Oh God, if he even makes it to seventy, I'm gonna knock on wood for that though, because uh, I don't want to be the reason. That. <laughs> Headline news tomorrow. Jackie, <laughs> yeah, Travis. Jackie Chan has died. He's actually pretty old. He's up there. So yeah, yeah Jackie. Jackie's up there. <sighs> but Travis this is does. a Condro episode. Obviously, yeah. we have Mark from Texas Condros here. So, Mark, for anyone that doesn't follow you on Instagram, because you have quite the following. Oh, thanks, man. Very nice. Yeah. Who are you, and what? do you do yeah so my name is mark hager uh i live in the great lone star state of texas and i uh, was born here raised here uh lived here pretty much my whole life um i'm in the dallas area and uh man i you know a lot a lot like a um you know most of the other guys that are into reptiles i i was always into animals like from from day one and especially reptiles and so my my mom wasn't super cool with having like any any snakes or you know lizards or anything in the house so i i would go out and catch a lot of like garter snakes and you know just rough green snakes and stuff like that that i would i would keep for a little while a couple days and then let go and uh, so there there weren't many permanent residents uh, that that stayed for very long when I was a kid um, but I, I just have always loved learning about animals and reptiles and it's it's been something that I've I've done my whole life mm-hmm. um, so uh, but yeah then uh, I got into well I, I guess like the the like current state of, of my, my reptile keeping and everything. Um, I, I got a, well, I knew I wanted to get a snake. And so I was like doing all the research of like, what snake should I get? And what's, you know, what's the, the, you know, best, best Python. Like I knew I wanted a Python. I knew I wanted it to be relatively small. And so I ended up getting a carpet Python hey. uh, and had that for a little while and uh it was it was a a pure 100 percent coastal jungle cross nah. you know just <laughs> the most pure blood of of all since obviously pure. they're all the same <laughs> right um but yeah it, it was a great it was a great snake and i had it for a little while and then uh my actual like claim to fame in in snake keeping is that i sold that snake to bill Stiegel. and so i i have sold bill a snake and he <laughs> has never sold me a snake so <laughs> yeah so one of us is a better salesman than the other i suppose <laughs> He's yeah just, so man, I, his stuff is just so in demand like it's gone before you can even get on the 
you know, get in. Yeah. Yeah. Any, 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 and everybody wants something from Seagal. Yeah, dude, he's, he's the man. And so that was, that was the first time I ever met him was I, I went over to his house to like deliver him this carpet Python that I had. And, uh, and he showed me around and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. look, look at all this stuff. And so from, from then on, it, I, you know, I, I was just blown away and I actually sold, I sold him the carpet Python so that I could go buy a green tree. Um, and uh, put the money towards that. And so um, then it, it was just a, a downhill spiral very quickly into one, two, three, four, many green trees later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the, the main part of my collection is, is just the green trees. And had you been eyeballing green trees before you sold that carpet? Like, had you been or was yeah. it when you went to Bill's, was it that kind of like, all right, I got to get my hands on some of these things? Yeah. And at the time, Bill only had like maybe, maybe like two or three, mm-hmm. like he, he didn't have very many. Um, and so the, the crazy thing is like me and Bill started keeping Condros like kind of around the same yeah, time. It was like like what, he 2010 ish. Yeah. Something yeah. It was like probably like 20. Yeah. 2011 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, you know, we, we both got into it at the same time. And, and since we live relatively close to each other, like we've kind of grown up in it together and, you know, uh, just talk, talk through just all the things and, you know, just he, he's spent time here. I've spent time there and mm-hmm. we, you know, it, it's cool to have yeah. someone that you've kind of grown up in the, in the hobby, like with yeah, yeah. trying out this new species together I mean, um, a better person to have around for you know that type of, that type of thing, man. you awesome. you'd think so <laughs> but then when you're you know bill bill has bill has worked incredibly hard his entire life he you know i i don't mean to take anything away from bill he is a hard worker he has been a very successful anesthesiologist for it's a stressful job to begin with for you know decades and for me like i'm you know i'm in full-time ministry i fundraise for every dollar i have so being being with bill is great but then when you see when you see the stuff that he's bringing in versus like the stuff i'm scrambling for it's like it's like oh dig like i'm never gonna catch bill yeah Um, but he's he's been a a huge influence and a great friend to have and you know i'm just i couldn't be more thankful to have uh bill stiegel on on my team and in my corner he's a he's a great guy yeah that's awesome man yeah so so yeah i i knew even when i when I got the carpet python that I had, mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted a green tree, but I was scared off of them like everyone else yeah. of just like, oh, well, they're too hard to keep. And, you know, it's like it's not a good entry snake. And it's, you know, it's this like advanced python that, you know, only only the experts should have. Right. And so I was I was totally like scared off by it and was like, OK, well, I'm just I'm going to do the carpet python thing and, you know, we'll just we'll just see how that goes yeah um but it's so so the green tree was your second snake ever uh yeah i mean like after you know after keeping the snakes as kids and stuff you know well yeah more but like my yeah my serious snake yeah yeah my second second snake was uh, a green tree 
What was it? Was it a? It was a Biok. Uh, it was, so it was like the deal of the century. Like it was a Craigslist snake, and and I actually did that on purpose. It you know being being naive at the time, like it it all seemed like a very smart like good idea. But mm-hmm. I I because I was scared off of like oh these things are hard to keep and they're you know they're more advanced. Like I I should start with like a a jalopy, you know, I, I shouldn't like start driving a Ferrari right off the bat. Like, so I went on Craigslist and I found, you know, just this, this like $200, like probably a year old green tree that was just starting to change. And I was like, dude, I'll take that one. And just never look back at it. Like, so I, I brought it home and, uh, it was a yellow Neo. The guy, uh, he, he told me it was a, a Biak Maruki cross mm-hmm. um, that he got it from the guy who produced it and, you know, all this stuff. So I, I took that home and, you know, started watching it change and it turned out to be like, like the, the more it would change, the more black scales it was getting. Oh, and I was yeah. just like in love. And so it turned out to be this like beautiful melanistic, like female chondro, just, I mean, just picturesque like just the most beautiful unbelievable snake i ever could have asked for and i got it for 200 bucks on craigslist Uh, so have that animal so she i had her i had her for probably seven or eight years and uh she was really small i you know no matter how much i would feed her she just she was just a small snake uh and so i i ended up just saying like man I, I love the snake so much. I love the look that she has and I have the perfect male for her. So, uh, I actually bred her last year and, uh, got six babies from her. And unfortunately she just didn't recover after mm. the pregnancy. So oh, it was a heartbreak for sure. I know oh, I, man. you know, it was, and it's one of those things that like you, you, I'm sure you guys have, you know, just dealt with like the anxiety of it if if anything but it's like you you get that first snake and you're like oh man like i love this snake so much and the parts of it that i love like i want like i want to be reproduced like you know whether that's a look or you know an attitude or just whatever like even just the love you have for it like you you desire to like carry that on but at the same time you're taking that huge risk by breeding it Yep. And, and you know, like you just have to know, like by, by breeding it and even just by pairing it, like you are putting that animal's life at risk. And so there's, man, there's a, there's a heavy like thing to weigh right there of, do you, do you pass on the genetics despite the risk or do you just enjoy the, the animal that you have and not risk it? And I don't think there's you know a right answer. It's just right. What are you what are you going to choose? You know, person to person, it's their decision. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, man, I I am you know I, I was heartbroken to to lose her, um, but man, I I'm I'm really thankful to to have uh, amazing babies that are actually turning out to look a whole lot like her, and um, so you know, yeah. I was going to say, you know, it's obviously extremely unfortunate that, you know, she passed with uh, what the 
pairing. But, you know, at least there is that. You know, you do have the handful of babies that you got from her. Yeah. Um, so The legacy lives a, on. Yeah, so it's definitely a positive out of a really crappy situation. Yeah, yeah. There's a silver lining in it for sure. But, see, it's, you know, even – that's with anything though, man. It's like, you know, whether it's a really big animal, a really small animal, like no matter what, like there's always a risk involved with breeding. Oh, like yeah. hands down, no matter what it is, you know, you never know how a female's going to take, how she's going to do, you know, and that's, that's yeah. one of, one of the not so fun parts about keeping, keeping and breeding reptiles. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know when Justin hit the record button and you know, when everything started, but we were talking about like how, like there's so many new people coming into the hobby right now. And, you know, on Facebook, it's just a dumpster fire every day of different mm -hmm. stuff. And like, one of the things is like people buy this animal and then buy this animal and say, all right, great. I'm going to throw them together and just get babies and it's going to be great. I'm going to sell them all and I'm going to keep the pretty ones and everything's going to work out, you know, just like peaches and unicorns. Like it's going to be the best. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and you're like, no, 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 no. Like, if you put those animals together, like there's a great chance that one or both will just die yeah. <laughs> or they're both going to be males or Condros are the best you know, at serving humble pie. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. man. And I have, man, I have had my fair dose of humble pie. Yeah, I'm yeah. full. I'm <laughs> yeah. yeah. You so and me both, man. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, oh, man. dude, they, they will, the, the thing with chondros and, and with a lot of the snakes, man, it's, it's high highs and low lows yes. and man, you have, you have, you know, the, the moments where you're like, Oh my God, like this is the greatest thing in the whole, whole world. Like I, I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you just get kicked in the groin and yeah. it's just like, chondros oh, just man, say, like, spread them. And you're like, I don't yeah. want to like spread them. Yeah. Just with that, man, it's like, you know, with conjures, because, like, it's no secret that them suckers are not cheap, like, at all, especially when you get into the designer stuff. Hell, even some of the imported stuff isn't dirt cheap. Like, it's it sure as hell, you know, not cheap compared to a lot of other import stuff. Oh, for but, sure. you know, especially into the designer stuff, you know, you're spending, you know, 1200 to five, $10,000 on an animal. You know, and then to get that and then have it in your collection for a couple weeks and for it to just not do well, not acclimate, yeah. whatever reason, they just roll. Oh, my God, man. Like well, it's... see, I got a double whammy because when I got Zero Cool. Oh, such a cool snake. Yeah, God. man. Like, I got him and I was like, sweet. I was like, dude, I got, like, first of all, my life motto is announcing your plans is a good way to make God laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so I was like, yeah, I was like, man, I give him a couple, like two years, pair him up with a Bioc, see some cool stuff happen. It'll be awesome. And then I lost him. And then the double whammy was now Katie is very concerned about me buying Condros because she saw this <laughs> one come and go. And she's like, that's a really yeah. big risk. I'm like, they're not all like that. Yeah. No, no, like, for sure. I got like, 10 other that... Condros that I got that are fine. Like haven't had any issues. Yeah. 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 So I, it can oh, be so many. Oh no! Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it can just be like so, it's such a variety of things, man. Like I had a I had a smoking Will Leary uh, pop wing carpet that was just 
out of this world pretty. And he was he was about a year and a half, two years away from breeding. I was so stoked about him coming up. One day he started to look kind of funny. Next day he was dead. Got him to the vet. He had leukemia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like it can be some of the most random things. Like it, no matter what you're keeping, like it's and cancer seems to be more com- more and more common nowadays with snakes. You know. And, yeah, well, it's because they use cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> it's because everybody taking pictures of them and shit all the time with their cell oh, phones. Oh, dude, man. that's it's what we so... should start. That's how we should start spreading <laughs> it. Is, oh, don't take any more pictures of your snake. You're giving it cancer. <laughs> you know, there's people that would buy it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, you know, I just went through one of like those seasons where it was the highest highs and the lowest lows, and. Uh, Justin, what you said about, uh, you know, telling, like speaking your plans is a good way to make God laugh. You know, I, I always wondered why, uh, you know, some of like the, the like Conjo legend people don't like, just aren't that active on social media. And, and in my head, they know in my head, I was like, no, no, no. It's just like, they're older dudes. Like they don't know how to work Facebook. Like they, you know, <laughs> Gary, Gary Sheev, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to use Instagram. Like he's old. Oh, I hope he <laughs> hears this too. But, but like, that's, that was my mindset. And then after, you know, after this last clutch of Condros, I was like, I get oh it. no, it all makes sense. Like, they were right. I, yeah, I get it now. Like the second you post about something and like start getting all that excitement up, like you are opening yourself up for so much disappointment if it doesn't yeah. happen. And then, Oh, you know? And so I had this, like, it, it was like my, one of my dream pairings from inside my collection. I was like, Oh dude, like these, if these two snakes go, like, it would be it would be epic like I, I just can't even imagine the possibilities and then like i pair them and they start locking and i'm like oh hey everyone they're locking like no oh, this is so exciting and then the female ovulates and i'm like oh man like every like dude she's gonna go here and we then go. yeah and then she has 23 eggs all fertile wow. no slugs that's a dude, big bird whole first time shit. female like beautiful beautiful 23 eggs and i'm i'm like oh my gosh i am the greatest chondro <laughs> keeper in history I'm the smartest man alive <laughs> and and you know what people need to know about this and yeah. so you know like oh man like i can't wait like this the male that i bred her to was just fantastic like he's this high percentage calico male and i was like i'm gonna have calico babies i'm gonna have calico babies and then dude incubation happens and those eggs start popping off one by one no. of like just just crashing and you know it just it just happens man and so you know some of it is you know with all the like 23 eggs there were some that didn't have like great veins and mm-hmm. then uh with that many eggs like i also had them packed into like relatively small boxes for the number of eggs that they were that were in them and so uh you know it's just so many things but then you know you end up losing like so many eggs and then I only get four babies out of it. Yeah. That's, like, that's what I noticed with mine is like I had a clutch of 17 the first time by it was, by the time it was all said and done, I think I ended up with like 12. Yeah. If that, I yeah. don't even remember, but I know like 
it's almost like you have to pass the the five stages of death before you get to the top of the, you know before the challenge is complete and you've you've conquered everything because it's like okay cool you got eggs next step yeah. is keeping the eggs alive okay cool uh next step is getting babies to come out alive okay you got like two left next step is getting them to eat all right after that you're down to one like it's just, let it it's survive crazy, until an adult <laughs> and maybe that's why i yeah. have the bears and stuff because they equal out the the anxiety yeah because the bears eggs and stuff it's like incubate them they're gonna hatch you're not gonna have any problems yeah. you know just zero drama yeah, I mean, well, there's, it, there's it, also, you know, carbon pythons. Yeah, those are, uh, nobody cares about those. Just, just saying, I, I had I had 10 eggs and nine hatched and got, ended up with 10 babies because of a set of twins and uh, every baby ate first time frozen thoughts. So just yeah, going so, to like, throw that out there. Your little sister could breed them. Yeah, oh, hey, oh, finally, oh. someone <laughs> says it. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, man. I love that. I think I said Stevie Wonder could breed those things. I don't even, I don't even have a little sister. So screw you guys. Oh, well, then then your imaginary little sister could breed <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, you like, I always wonder, you know, and, and you know, I like, I knew it in my head, but experiencing it, like, yourself is just different. But, like, when yes. Eugene Bissett would say, like, you know, I've killed more chondros than I've ever, mm-hmm. like, bred and created and hatched like it dude it starts to make sense like the longer you keep them you just the more like things that you see go right and go wrong and dude they it's high highs and low lows and i've killed a lot of them and i'm not afraid to admit it like i've told people that have messaged me they're like you know they want to get a condo or whatever and you know i'm not gonna to pretend and tell them that you know every single one i've done was a, a cakewalk and i know like hell no it's like I've killed probably more of these things than I've owned. Like I've gone through a lot, you know. I yeah, there's, there's like, been, there's... and this isn't a, there, this isn't, this isn't a digger. Oh, I know, by any means, I know. But since I'm well aware of my I've, own stupidity and shortcomings. Yes, I mean, since I've known you for two, two years now, two and a half years now, there, there's definitely been a handful. Yep. Like, uh, and then <laughs> I was Jake there. Could be like, man, time. I lost this one. He's like. What? And then come back like a month later, dude. I lost this one. He's like, "What?" He's like, "What are you, what are you doing?" He's like, what Jake's, is going Jake's on? got tally marks on his bedroom wall. He's probably got a tattoo. <laughs> Justin's Cross killed condos. Yeah. Every time one dies, he goes and gets another Justin's tally tattooed list. on. Yeah. Justin's kill list. But it's like I feel like oh people are God. sort of a, f- and I'm, I mean, not everybody, but a large majority of people. Because I'm trying to I'm short backtrack but eric burke was on james lewis's podcast reptile gumbo podcast and he was talking about how mm-hmm. he's tired of podcasters and, and people speaking in absolutes so ever since he said that i've been thinking about it a lot and i try not to do it now um but i'm of the opinion that people are like with social media now people are sort of afraid to say they've failed or they've screwed up or you know they've killed animals like and I'll, like i said i'll be the first one to say like I've I've learned the hard way with a lot of these, and I want people to be able to learn from the mistakes I've made. Oh yeah, you know, you I don't know, want somebody so, to go through that like I did when I can tell them what to do to fix it and stop it from happening. Yeah, well, and you know, it, I, I think you're exactly right. Like social media, just the whole nature of social media is only show people your best. Mm-hmm. Like, 
like right. you know whether it's snake related or not right. like you 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 know take pictures when you're on the beach like you don't take pictures when you're you know just laying on your floor sick like yeah. no one does that and so or fighting with your wife you know yeah <laughs> hey babe hey babe in yeah. the middle of our argument hey let's let's grab a let's grab, grab a quick yeah. selfie yeah taking pictures Here, on, while your car's on, being yeah. repoed <laughs> yeah. there it goes guys yeah. yeah but you know when i started keeping the carpets and and condros like the the mp forums and the mvf forum was huge for me mm-hmm. because like man i just like that was a place where i saw people being super real where there was so much info being exchanged and and like you know something someone would like post up like hey this happened or this thing went wrong or hey my you know my snake looks like this what's going on like like all this stuff and like the community around those forums would just yeah, chime in and help smaller. and you'd provide links to like other other you know threads and everything that's like oh hey this guy's dealt with that too and and it was just awesome like that's a much closer wonder- knit sort of group because oh, it wasn't yeah. you know like the the it's amazing how the wall of a registration of a username and password stopped people from really participating yeah. regularly and now that we don't have that you know, I don't think things are as closely knit as they used to be because, you know, on the on the forums and stuff, you'd have people that were very supportive and they understand that, you know, like, hey, I, I you know, I, I went through the same thing. And now you get, oh, man, you're a real idiot if you, you know, if your power went yeah. out and your condo got cooked or whatever or froze to death. It's like, well, what's, you know, I don't have control over that. Yeah. yeah. Stuff you like know, that. It's, it's like I... It's one of those things, yeah, we've talked about it on, on this show, you know, you know, failures are just in, just as important as your successes. You Did you know? say your failures are Justin? Are just, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, no, I didn't, I didn't say that at all. He's, he's one of my uh, failures, Justin. <laughs> he, he's the best failure ever. Uh, but no, Happy man, accident. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, technically, uh, technically our friendship is a happy accident, but you know uh but yeah i mean your our our failures are just as important as you know our successes i think and you, I feel you like, learn you know, more from failure than you do yeah successes. everybody needs to share that like i i'm not afraid to admit right now i have two animals with respiratory infections because i accidentally kept their heat too cool you know their their heat pads weren't getting as warm as i thought they were for a period they cooled off something i don't know what happened but they now have respiratory infections i'm dealing with i'm not afraid to admit that i fucked up i didn't check their temps as well as i should and here we are but i'm dealing with it but it couldn't have even necessarily been that it could have just been something that you you had no real control over you know it's just like you know it the perfection mindset of social medias and and the, yeah. the internet mob, you know, it's it's like okay, you guys deal with this and tell me how well it works out for you. Yeah, yeah, oh, man. man, it's Monday it's morning a, quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Like you know the the access that we have to see other people's collections and get all this info, like it's it's amazing. But it's so frustrating when it Double is there sword. and people don't use it, mm. you know? Yeah, and they're just like, like 
hey, what is like, what is this? And you're like, just like search it. I don't know. Do you have Google? Like, oh just my God, Justin, look it up. There's one time somebody asked something on some type of, I'm pretty sure it was a green tree python. No, who was you talking about the Boiga like, thing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And if they asked for like tips or whatever, Justin sends a link to Google. <laughs> no, like this, this kid straight up wanted, he's like, can you guys type out a care sheet on... It was like mangroves or cyanide or something. He's like, can you guys type out a, a care sheet here in the comments? And I was like, yeah, I got a link right here. Dude. What? Oh my <laughs> god! And then he's, yeah. he got all he got all pissed and said I was bullying him. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not like laziness is laziness. We all did the footwork. Yeah. You do too. Yeah. Well, it's and like, like you know, you know, yeah. I feel like so much of it is just like, like you have to know yourself as a person before you can decide like what type of animals you are adept to keep Mm -hmm. you know like like if you if you are the type of person that you know doesn't enjoy paying attention to detail doesn't enjoy doing research doesn't enjoy you know like putting in hard work and you know like being super attentive get a pop one yeah, buy a carpet whoa, and just whoa. close your eyes and watch it breathe. <laughs> whoa. All right. Let's, let's, let's take about 10 steps back. Okay. Oh, dude, right. that was that was Scotty You're in our house now, Michael buddy. Jordan. Yeah. That was the it's most playtime. beautiful alley-oop of God. all time. Being ganged up on by these Condra people. Where's Billy? I need Billy. How here. does it feel? Oh, oh God. God. So good. The cavalry um, house. Yeah, you know, it's like – it's it's know yourself and like if if you if you love researching things and being a tent like a person who pays attention to every detail and like checking on things all the time and makes sure things are perfect and all this stuff you know granted that you don't like you know over over care for your animals like because that can be just as bad (laughs) for sure for sure but like man then then maybe a green tree python or you know like some some other like you know, quote unquote advanced snake is okay for you, but don't try and trick yourself into thinking, Oh, I, I can be that type of person when you're not, you know, like if, if you're the type of person that wants to come home and, you know, interact with an animal, have a dog, <laughs> you know, like, and that's in, or you want your inter- animal to just interact with you and like, you know, lick your face, then, a dog is a great, great pet. If you want to poke it on its nose, get a dog. Yeah, okay? for sure. I'm just gonna lay that out there. Jesus. I think a lot oh. of it, though, is is sort of folks feeling the need to keep up, in a sense. Like they see all these other people that have put a ton of time in with stuff, and when you're like, oh, you know, just if you want to get into reptiles, just start with a corn snake or. You know, yeah. uh, if you want to get into chondros, you know, just start with a, a well-established, you know, captive bred, nothing crazy. Bioc, you know, like what I produced. Nothing super high-end, nothing super yeah. sexy, but that's not start sexy small. enough. You know? Yeah. So yeah. people feel and, like but, they got to go balls to the wall because everyone else is going balls to the wall. Yeah, and I think that's where Facebook has tainted so much because it's like, I don't know how new keepers just like find these pages on Facebook, you know, people who don't own snakes period. Cause like when I was first getting into snakes and researching and whatnot, my last, my last thought was go to Facebook and try to find pages. 
Like, I didn't know there were pages out there that even existed for snake-specific stuff. So what I what did I do? I went on Google and Googled everything I could about anything I wanted. You know, I didn't go – it wasn't until I got more, way more into social media and actually made a page for, you know, what I was doing that I was like, oh, hey, there's a whole world of this on Facebook. That's pretty cool. Let's get a little involved. You know, but people want to jump you know, straight, you know, they decide they want to get into snakes and they go straight to Facebook and look up these pages and they see all these people posting green tree pythons, all this pretty stuff, but yet they have done absolutely nothing to work towards something like that, you know, and yeah, that, well, and I mean, you really see, see it with all like, this high-end stuff. You really see it with white lift pythons right now. Like, oh, God. like, dude, you know, there's, there's like a handful of like Instagram people that have white lips and just take like the most beautiful, like, it, it must be impossible to take a bad picture of a white lip python. Like yeah. they're just freaking gorgeous mm-hmm. snakes. Now I, I love the way they look. I think they're amazing, but I've done research to know I don't want a white lip python. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. But like you can't, you can't, find white lip pythons anywhere right now owen was just complaining about it on you know one of their recent podcasts because like everyone's buying them up in singles because they want to have this like rainbow white lip python pet that they can just yeah that it's gonna be the like i'll be able to pick it up and i'll be able to pose with it and do model shoots with my friendly tame beautiful white lip (laughs) python Uh, and that that, like if you did any bit of research you would know that that is not the majority of the cases like that is such a rare thing and maybe those animals are so tame because they're being kept like so cold or improperly or you know who knows maybe they're amazon at a petting zoo yeah so you know it it's I, I think the biggest thing for people is just like just know yourself and do research according to the animal that you are like adept and equipped to keep for. Yeah. And like it even goes as far as like how cold do you like to keep your house? Do you have a room that you'll be able to keep slightly warmer or in some cases slightly cooler? You know, you have to take everything, you know, what kind of space do you have? You know, what temperature do you keep your house in? Do you have a dedicated area, you know? and Yeah, well, then how many hot rocks am I going to need to get into my cage <laughs> to keep the cage that How many that can warm? I put in my critter keeper? <laughs> how many hot rocks does it take to kill a chondro? Yeah, to get my ambient temperature. <laughs> yeah. Hot enough to fry an egg. Yeah. I mean, do, uh, would you rec? I mean, if someone came to you and said, "Hey, I want a conjo as a first snake," what would your yeah. what would your response be? So you know the the blessing and curse of of having like of uh, you know whatever whatever successful is in reptile worlds uh, in Instagram account, but like <laughs> you know I. I have a lot of followers and so I get a ton of questions and like I, I try and do my best of answering them and, and being polite and all that stuff. And a lot of people ask like, Hey, is this a good first snake? And I always go back to like, you know what? It can be a really great first snake. Like for me, it, yeah. it was my second snake that I like seriously kept, but 
I was a, a very like attentive, like very like passionate about research. Like I wanted to know everything about green tree pythons before I got one to kill, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so like, if that's you, then yeah, there is a good chance that a green tree python could be a great first snake for you. But if that's not you, and you have to be honest with yourself of, you know what, I don't enjoy reading at all, or doing research, or, you know, like, being, like, overly Actually devoting attentive. devoting time to it, yeah. Devoting and time to fun. the process. Yeah, like, and that's not a knock against anybody who isn't, but if that's not you, then no. Like, a Green Tree Python is not going to be a great pet for you. And you'll probably have a terrible experience with it. I feel like everyone's because, first experience with chondros is never good. Except for, I mean, Luke Myers is the exception because Luke's first snake was a chondro. And look at him now, dude. He's got a smoking yeah. collection of chondros. And he's he's very yeah, good at what he's, I, I, what he's doing really, and what he's got. Absolutely. I really feel like chondros are those snakes that, like, you know, as far as first snakes go, it could be the most incredible experience or the absolute worst. Yeah. Well, you know, even like, look at who Luke Myers is. Like, isn't he getting right. his like master's degree yeah, in yeah. something Wildlife like that related. dude? Yeah. yeah. Like that dude loves to study. Like he, he is a guy who wants to know everything right. so much that he is going to school to go learn everything. Fucking nerd. <laughs> But yeah. I mean, I don't like, I feel at the same time, anyone who's kept chondros for any extended period of time will like, they realize fairly quickly that they're probably some of the easiest snakes to keep. Absolutely. Like when, I mean, they're, dude, when they're solid, they're solid. Like you're not going to have any problems whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, dude, my, my female chondros are hands. Like I, I will never keep like half of the other species out there. Like I wouldn't even consider it because my female chondros are unbelievable. Like they, they will eat every time. No, like there is no refusing food unless right. they're, unless they're gravid. Like they are always ready to eat. They are perching ready to be like, like, looked at and take a picture of they're they're gorgeous they poop like hardly ever <laughs> like I, it's literally I like changed, a once a quarter event yeah i change the water in the cage and i get to enjoy this beautiful snake like i am never never keeping a white lip python or a retick or like you know it like any of those. They're, you gotta they're have another species that you're interested in, though. I mean, you have I, the rhinos, but surely there's something else where you're, you've eyeballed and, and said that. Yeah, there's, there are some, but even the rhinos, like, so... They're just like, eh. Well, it's like, kinda... I <laughs> I got the rhinos, like, without without really, like, wanting them. I, I didn't, like, I didn't, like, do research and was like, oh, man, I gotta get rhinos. Like, I became friends with Terry Burwell, He's and a bad we started talking to a lot of people. Oh man, me so <laughs> me and Terry, we me and Terry talk like almost every day. Like we we send Marco Polos back and forth to each other, and so <laughs> me and Terry have a great friendship, and I love him so much. 
but you know, I, I had this, uh, this vision cage that he wanted. I wasn't using it. And so I gave it to him and he was like, Hey, why don't I send you a pair of rhinos? And I was like, okay, great. Like, yeah, I'm not going to turn down like a pair of rhinos. That's, that's killer. So I like, he just gave them to me and I, you know, I was stoked on it. Like, it's awesome. They, they really are super cool snakes, but I was like, Oh my gosh, these things are so messy. Like I'm, Oh yes. They, they move around like during the day, like they're what messing the stuff up. <laughs> this thing like, won't stop moving. They're moving. Shit. I don't know what's up. Yeah. They poop every week. What the <laughs> hell is this? Like, uh, oh, if they're only like, doing it weekly, then you're, you're, you got the, the good end of the stick. Yeah. Like Terry did like your snakes are leaking. What, <laughs> what's wrong with these? Because the chondros had spoiled me so much where it's like, oh my gosh, they yeah. are the easiest yeah. snakes to keep by far. Like lowest maintenance. If you get them set up right, then like, you know, barring some, you know, like thing that you can't control, whether that's, you know, a cancer thing or a genetic thing or, you know, sometimes stuff just dies. Yeah. Um, but like if you set them up right, like, man, they're so easy. And then if you get into another species, it's, it just, you're spoiled once you have chondros and you're like, mm-hmm. dang, like I, I actually have to clean these cages and work hard. <laughs> like right now my, so I have, I only have three, three species in my snake room right now. So I have chondros, I have rhino rats and I have uh, baby box turtles. That's cool. <laughs> and, yeah, it's so my parents they they bought this this house uh, and like they sold their old house they they bought this house that was across the street and the lady that was there has had box turtles back there for like forty years and and so there's like these little babies crawling around too and so my parents didn't want to deal with like all these babies so they gave gave all of them away and they gave me some and so i have like these baby box turtles and like these things have to eat multiple times a week like (laughs) like what in the world how can these tiny animals have such high demand of my time (laughs) and it's it just goes to show that like man those chondros man they have spoiled me because they're so easy yeah, that's how it is for the darts for me. Like I after geckos and stuff, I pretty much swore off anything with legs. But dart frogs are kind of the 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 right oh, amount exactly. of of work without being a pain. Oh yeah, I'm know? sure. Well, especially like because so much of the dart frog stuff is like setting up the the like mm-hmm. living environment that they're gonna be in to where that's taken care of caring for the frogs, yep. right? Yep, I just feed them and mist them down. And take care of babies and pull tadpoles and that kind of stuff. But none of it's anything super labor intensive. You know, it's not like when I had Cresteds and I was spending, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, you know, three times a week and like six hours on Sunday cleaning everybody. You know, just it adds up quick. But yeah, I kind of feel you on the whole, you know, because when. When I I got back into Colubrids a little bit, I got some Pituophis and, uh, Man, I was like, fuck, I got to feed these things every week now? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> my carp is just kind of as I wanted to, like, you know, but like, man, I actually have to keep track of these. Yeah, well, and even, even with like, you know, carpets and chondros, it's like, okay, even if you, like, even if you're feeding it every week, which, you know, it, especially with adults, I would not recommend. But even if you are, like, they're not pooping every week. 
like, like an in between you know, sort of like more than a chondro yeah. less than a colubrid yeah yeah carpets definitely poop more than chondros but yeah but then <clears throat> you you get into the colubrids and you're like oh my um, gosh this thing just won't stop like i, I, I don't stop cleaning this <laughs> uh, yeah yeah what uh what what pits did do you have I've got one. Honestly, my first pit was just like it was literally a, a impulse buy because I'm pretty sure at the time like something something happened and I was all down in the dumps. I was at a reptile show and I've always loved Pituophis. I saw a bull snake. I was like, you know what? I deserve this. I'm bringing that home. <laughs> and so I did, and I still have him, and he's great. And it was, then it I, was retail therapy for you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And then after that, like, I kind of went on a kick. I was like, oh, man, I want Pituophis bad. And so I went and bought a pair of um, fork-line uh, Sonoran gopher snakes, which are awesome. They're incredible. They're assholes, but they're really, <laughs> really, really pretty snakes. But then I was like, man, I want more. I want more. And then, like, I started keeping them a little longer. I was like, man, I have to feed these a lot. They shit a lot. I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah, I mean, and they they get pretty big. Yeah, dude. I mean, an adult gopher or bull snake, like they they gotta be taking like medium, large rats. I don't know. Yeah, they're 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 hefty animals for sure. Um, So yeah, don't get me wrong. I still want a couple colubra projects. Like I, I really have my my eyes on some rat snake stuff i want i want some barrets from justin one day yeah, then, we keep talking about doing we, yellows yeah I was, I was just about to say we were we were dude yellow rats yellows. are sick dude, yellow I, rats are super I cool i love them so much so i i really think that's gonna be a thing one day that'd just um, be a fun little I, side project man just yeah continually man, honestly, see if you can get the bolt like most contrast and stuff and yeah you know, that's what i'm that. saying man like i feel like the yellow rat like just kind of this little corner niche of a yellow rat snake man i feel like there could be so much you know selective breeding potential within them that can be unlocked and i don't know i want to do it yeah so i've actually thought about doing like having an outdoor enclosure that i could keep texas rats in yeah and just like just have a pair of texas rats in like a big outdoor screen enclosure to where it's like dude like they they live here like i like i've seen them Mm -hmm. and so You know, it's like, dang, it would be it'd be pretty cool to like just have this big like live planted cage and you know put a hibernaculum in there, yeah, and, you yeah. know, just like stuff where it's like, okay, you get to like observe a snake go through an entire year with you, and like it, it's just cool. And so, yeah. um, I I haven't done it. I I actually do have an outdoor cage. It's not not big enough uh, to put a pair of. I wouldn't feel comfortable putting a pair of. Um, Texas rats in there, but uh, I've had some some rough greens in there and some little anoles and just you know catching stuff, keeping it in there for a little while, watching it and then letting it go. And it's, I'm not I'm not gonna lie, fun. dude. dude I they're was, super I, cool. I was I was just about to say it's kind of sad how much I want rough greens. There. That was like dude, some so, of my my first snakes were rough greens. Yeah, I would my, love to keep those there. My very first snake that like I kept in the house was a rough green snake. Actually, and, I think mine was too. It was either that or a garter. I can't remember. Yeah, and mine got out like all the time. My mom was so <laughs> mad. Like she swore off. Like you will never keep snakes in this house after this one. And man, I loved that snake. And they're just cool. Like you know, it's and the you know the the thing is like with especially with chondros like you you see it a lot because because they do demand a higher price tag like dude it 
so quickly it can become this like numbers game in your head where you're like, oh man, if I if I get this, you know, thousand dollar snake and I breed it to this thousand dollar snake, then I can make a lot of thousand dollar snakes. And you know, then I'll use that money to buy multi thousand dollar snakes and and you're just like, oh man, like this sucks. I don't wanna I don't wanna look at these things as money. So man, I I just wanna like have that like reset button. And so I wanna I wanna care for something that doesn't like cost anything and doesn't have any financial return and doesn't do any benefit to me other than the joy that it gives me to keep it and watch it and watch it grow and thrive. And for me, like rough green snakes is that. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's funny that you said that because like I, I've literally been having the exact same thought about stuff, you know, and that's part of the reason why, you know, I really, realistically, I only keep, normal poplin carpets for the most part you know because like I, it's, it's, it's kind of where i go with this like i don't want a bunch of thousand dollar snakes you know i breed and reproduce you know snakes that go for 200 bucks you know they're nothing crazy you know and that's also kind of why i've been wanting to do the, the little rat snake thing man you know the yellow rat snake stuff you know just produce some babies not like i'm gonna make any money but just keep them for just the absolute love of these things because you know these the local colubrids, I mean, that's how it all started for, you know, all of us, at least here in the U.S., you know, your local, you know, rat snakes, garter snakes, uh, rough green snakes, you know, it's, that's, that's how we all started. You know, my first experience with snakes was a corn snake. And like now, like I want to, I just want a pair of normal ass corn snakes. Yeah. You know, I just want those, those little side projects that know they're not going to make me a bunch of money, but hell, they're fun. Yeah, and that's why for I sure. have the beards, and that's why I have the normal hogs. Yeah, it's it's even got me thinking recently, like, it, you know, uh, being being in like the wakeboard industry and being around the lakes and and you know everything. Which I actually have a great story uh, about that I'll tell you in a second. But I see, like, I'm I'm always catching snakes in the water, and so like, you know, I the the snake that is the most like prolific around here in texas is the diamondback water snake and so we there's just tons of them especially this time right now like there are just they're everywhere um but i i saw that kevin mccurley at nerd has like he he keeps diamondback water snakes and i was like what like that that never made sense to me because you know it's just like oh well you got to keep them in like you got to keep them in water and have a like paludarium and you know all the stuff and he he keeps them in tubs like you know just with a big water bowl and i was like oh dude like diamondback water snakes would actually be like pretty sick like they're a good size like colubrid snake like they get pretty big they have these keeled scales like they have kind of like you know derpy little faces with their eyes on the top of their head like they're freaking weird but they're huge man they Dude, they get real big. I cut. I, I, because I live, I lived in Texas for a little bit. Man, I caught like a legit, like a six foot diamondback one day. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they are we, incredible. We see them regularly. I mean, five, six feet. And so, oh, yeah. I, the the story I have is, uh, so you know, with quarantine and everything going on, like all the all the wakeboard cable parks have been closed because they're not you know they're non-essential businesses and whatever so this past sunday 
I the the cables opened up and I went out to go wakeboard for the first time and you know just what felt like a long time and so we're out there it's a gorgeous day like it's just awesome and I'm putting you know I put my board on on the dock and you know I right as I'm taking off of the dock I hear people on the dock say oh my gosh a snake and so I was like oh no like I just missed it so I like I ride around like the the cable park and I come come back by the start dock and they're pointing in the water and they're like snake 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 so uh, while I'm riding I reach down and grab this diamondback water <laughs> no way every everyone was watching like a crowd had gathered because they're all they all want to like see the snake and like you know gasp at like oh we need to kill it and whatever and so I'm wakeboarding. I see it. I realize this diamondback water snake. And I snag it out of the water. Oh my god! And then take it back to the dock. And I'm like, all right, th- like I'm gonna show you what this snake is. And it was epic. It was the best thing that's ever happened. And I was Mark like, said, Mark said, leave your panties at the door. <laughs> it was, uh, it was so cool, man. Like, yeah, it was, it was a wild, wild time. I've never done that. I've, <laughs> I've, I've wakeboarded for you know my whole life, and I've, I've known snakes my whole life, but I've never, uh, I've never put the two together where I got to catch a snake while wakeboarding. That was, that was a first for me. Yeah, that's so awesome. I remember when I was out there. That's the one thing I would listen for because there was a pond that I always went to because it was just filled with diamondback water snakes, man. Like I could catch one almost every time I went there. So obviously I was there a lot. And um, that was one thing I would listen for, just hear hear either little kids screaming or just snake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was so funny, man. There was one time, uh, it was a good size one. It was probably three or four feet. And um, it had come up on the bank and it was eating a, a small catfish. Like just right there in front of like a, quite a few people, a little a little crowd gathered to watch it. But man, it, it was definitely neat. Yeah, they're cool snakes, man. I, I really enjoy yeah. them. I I think they're super cool. Justin thinks I'm crazy for loving Nerodia as much as I do. No, nah, dude, Nerodia are sick. If, if I don't, I don't, I don't know. They're cool. I like the bandits. I like the the ones. We have some really nice bandits here. Yeah, our red eyes are really nice too. Yeah, yeah, we have we have broadband water snakes and like oh dude, they are so pretty. Like yeah. they look like they are like on fire. Like they are just unbelievable. But the bad thing about Nerodia is a lot of them just musk all the time and oh, they yeah. just smell like, you know, goopy fish. Like so I I don't know that I'll ever have them, but they're super yeah. cool. I would, I'm not going to lie, like, I would like to have, like, a pair one day of, like, some locale bandits or something like that from around here, but it's definitely not something that's on the radar, you know, anytime super soon. But I do think they're really cool snakes and, you know, just the variety of them. And just, like, Nerodia in general are cool because that's, like, the most, um, uh, the most variety I've found in the wild, you know, as far as they go, I guess, because, like, I've, I found and caught, you know, diamondbacks, uh, bandits, red bellies. I've even, I even found a salt marsh snake in Florida, um, which was really cool. I've seen browns, you know, one of the ones I haven't found was a broadband. So yeah, they're, they're awesome, man. They're, they're probably my favorite of, of the complex, just like by the way they look, they're so cool. Oh man, they're so pretty. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
So do you know what happened with the rhino clutch? Were they just infertile? You got a clutch of rhino eggs recently. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the short answer is no, I don't know. But I think I know. I, I don't know. I have guesses. Um, but yeah, so I, I got these I got these rhinos from Terry Burwell. Terry's the freaking man. Like he he's awesome. If you want rhino rats, go to Terry or Rob Stone or you know. But those guys, they know what they're doing. And so like I I told Terry, like, hey, I'm like I wanna get these snakes into like the the same rhythm. And so I'm I'm gonna put them down for brumation like mm -hmm. um, t talk me through it and so you know he he talked me through his process and you know the they were uh they were coming up on like i want to say so they are they're two they're 2017 animals so so they were just over two um and i you know i i wanted to get them in the rhythm i really didn't have any plan on like breeding them and, and you know having anything happen but while they're in brumation i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna make like a when they come out of brumation i'm gonna have this awesome like cool naturalistic like vivarium i i just like these these are such cool like inquisitive snakes i want to like put them in this big like bioactive habitat and just see what they do and so I brought them out of brumation. I put them in the habitat and they, they thrived. Like they, they looked great. They, they, you know, it, they're such like, they're really curious. Mm -hmm. And so like, if I walk in the room, they're, they're at the glass, they're looking, checking me out. Like they're poking their heads out from the hides and, um, they're, they're super inquisitive and like, I, I wouldn't call them, I don't know that I'd call them social, but like they, they don't mind each other. Um, and so it's like they're, they curl up in the water bowl together or they're in the same hide or, you know, they'll, one will cruise out and the other will kind of explore the other stuff and they're just cool. Um, but so <coughs> after I brought them out of brumation, I'm, you know, I'm just feeling pretty normal. And, and I talked to Terry and I'm like, Hey, this, this female, like she looks like she's, swelling a little bit like she she seems to be like growing in the abdomen area and like am i am i overfeeding her and he's like no like if if she's swelling she might be cycling for you and so i i was like well what should i do and he terry was just like dude this like this is a great experiment like see what happens like just keep going and so like the the typical like thought with rhinos is, you know, like a lot of other snakes, they're just slow growers and they take mm -hmm. a while to mature. And like most people don't like attempt to breed them until they're like three or four. Um, and so, you know, again, this wasn't me like trying to breed them. It was just seeing what happens. And they, I never saw any locks. Like, so maybe, maybe the male like didn't get solid, like good significant locks with the female. Right. Um, maybe, you know, uh, maybe the female was just too young, but they, 
they went the distance. She swelled up. She had her prelay shed, and uh, she had her prelay shed. And Terry was like, "Okay, so now, seven to ten days from now, she'll lay eggs." So I was like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna like I'll get the egg box ready today, and you know, just I'll take the shed out and everything." So I get the egg box ready. The next day, I come in, and she's in the egg box with eggs, and I was like. Oh my gosh. Like what happened? Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, one day later. And so sure enough, she, she laid 10, like fully formed eggs. They like they really good. Yeah. They were, they were shelled. Like they, they were, they were eggs. Like I, I, I don't, I wouldn't call them slugs necessarily. Like, um, because they, they weren't like yellow and, you know, like hard squishy stuff but they they just were infertile eggs and so they were they're a little softer a little soggier i candled them there's no veins or anything and and they didn't like they weren't like plump inflated eggs like um so it was a bummer you know like it would have been cool to to have to have rhino eggs cooking right now but in the end it's like wow this is like this is actually really interesting because maybe like, you know, not to say that we need to rush to breed these snakes by any means, but maybe we can like cycle them and, and breed them earlier than we anticipated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, it, you don't know until you try. And so it's just one of those things that even Terry was like, dude, this is like, this is amazing like knowledge that we're gaining from this because you know the snakes in the wild if if they're around each other they will breed like whether or not they're three years old exactly right, right. you know and so uh you know it's it's a, a learning curve for me and you know terry has been a huge a huge help like i i really don't uh i don't pretend to know much about rhino rat snakes uh because i just rely on terry like hey tell me what to do now <laughs> i still yeah. my, my, i still cry at night about the one i got from him that i lost rhino yeah. tears yep oh yeah well yeah, man instead, I, of, instead of crocodile tears <laughs> the, the such a cool tears. snake man <laughs> rhino tears yeah they are man they're they are so cool they're they're really really neat um i i don't I don't think I'll ever get any more of them, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I really have enjoyed keeping them. And they, I mean, dude, they, they have woken me up from my chondro slumber <laughs> of like, you know, it's just, Oh, these, these snakes are so easy. And Oh man, now these snakes are very interesting and they, they move a lot and I have to figure them out. Um, so it's been cool. So do you just have the two rhinos or do you have more? Yeah. So I just have a pair um, okay. and they're, they're both from Terry. Uh, they're from two different clutches of his. Um, and yeah, they're, they're a pair. Yeah. That's sweet, man. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're super cool. But I mean, they're not, I otherwise like... they're not like difficult to breed. Cause for some reason I was thinking I read something the other day, scrolling through Facebook. Cause there's a rhino group that I'm in and uh -huh. I think someone was saying, Oh, they're not, there's not many available because they're tough to breed. But I mean, Rob Stone seems to have it pretty well down pat. Terry seems to have it pretty well down pat. Yeah, I I don't think they're they're any tougher to breed than any other colubrid. That's like they, to to me, they don't seem that way. Um, mm. But like you know, I 
they they are a more expensive colubrid. Like you know, you're yeah, if yeah. if you buy if you buy one like just a lone snake, you're probably gonna pay like I don't know three hundred bucks, yeah. which is expensive for for a colubrid for mm-hmm. sure. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just buy one and and don't ever buy another. And so I, I think that's one reason why we don't see more. But then they're also, I mean, like chondros, they're just difficult to get started. And, you know, it's, I think it's just one of those things where if, if people do breed them and they do get eggs and then they get all these babies and they're like, oh crap, now what? Like yeah. they don't eat, they don't eat, they don't eat pinkies. Like, what do I do? Uh, and they just end up dying or expiring or, you know, giving them, you know, they sell them off to, to someone else or whatever well, interesting um, fact to add to the pool of knowledge when i had the one from terry i offered it pinkies and it didn't eat but i took a older vitatus tadpole one that was slightly mm-hmm. larger because when they come out they're pretty small and i put it in the uh, water dish and it was gone in the morning oh dude so, i'm sure yeah so tadpoles. so a lot of the a lot of the uh um and I, I know terry has has used tadpoles like way in the past mm-hmm. too um, a lot of the rhino like breeders, they'll they'll use um, like the the little goldfish, like the yeah, what are they called? Guppies or something. The, like yeah, like the they have a name like red redbacks or red shiners or mm-hmm. something. Um, but they'll they'll use those and then they'll they'll put those in the water bowl and then they'll like put a pinky in the water bowl yeah, too yeah. with them yeah, and yeah. then eventually the snakes will eat the pinky. I want to say I tried that and it worked too. I think really? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't have it that long before it disappeared. Yeah. So the but once once they're on mice, like oh my gosh, they are so solid. Like and and they're they are also really easy to keep. Like I don't I don't keep uh, any heat on my cage. Like it's just ambient room. Uh, I I change the water and I feed the snakes, um, and and that's it. I, I did experiment when um, when my female was like clearly gravid. She was like it. It appeared like she was basking. Like she would every day. She would like be in the water, and then she would go up like to the very top of the cage where I have uh, the the lights to keep the plants alive. Um, and she would like coil up there and like be right at the top of the cage. So I did put like a heat pad just like a, a, you know, whatever, um, like a reptile basics heat pad just on one side of the top of the cage. Uh, and sure enough, she would go right under that heat pad she would heat up bask and then go back down to the water and, and cool off. And so I thought that that was really interesting. Um, but Terry and, and Rob Stone, I, I don't think either of those guys keep, um, heat on their, on their rhinos at all. So, that could be another like maybe she was getting too hot, maybe yeah. she cooked cooked the sperm or mm. you know whatever I don't know. But um, but you know at the same time you want to you want to feel like yeah. she knows what she's doing and yeah. You know. And I mean that goes into the whole you know reading your animals thing, you know, and and you know when you offer the heat, it's obvious she didn't stay away from it. You know oh yeah, I mean, I mean like, she, she obviously utilized it, so I mean I totally. Think, and just to know. make sure, like that, it wasn't just like me screwing with her. Like I moved the heat pad to the other side of the cage, 
like to see if she would go and like she had this one spot where she really liked to bask. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to move the heat over here and see if she goes to the heat or if she goes to the spot right, she whether likes. Whether it's the spot or the heat that she's, that she's yeah. looking for. Yeah. And sure enough, she went like over to the heat and like went over, like out of her way to like go under the heat pad. And so mm -hmm. I was like, dude, she is basking. Like, yeah. so if, you know, if I'm going to let nature do what it wants to do, then I'll offer a light basking spot. And again, it was only getting up to like, like, 83 4 like mm -hmm. somewhere in there like she she wasn't getting into the 90s by right. by any extreme um so um but you know i what do i know i've only been keeping them for you know two and a half three years now and just, it's, um, uh, it's such a cool species like everything about them like their natural history i think there was a paper uh i don't remember who sent it to me it might have been billy but i'll have to send it to you it's pretty interesting um you know, just where they come from, like the habitat they occupy is, is fairly unique. And I just, I don't know. I've always, I've always loved sort of those off the beaten path species that, you know, a very, uh, only a handful of dedicated people have really taken the time to, to crack the code on them and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so much of it is just like, like you said, it's, it's the story behind the species. Mm -hmm. Like that's so cool. Like, uh, you know that's that's why so many people like rough scale pythons. Like, yeah, yeah, it's very to, similar how get... they how they ended up here. Like I had we had yeah. Rob Stone on the show, like the first year we were doing this. I have to go back and listen to it. Actually, I'm, I've been thinking about it. Um, and he talked about how like the first rhinos showed up in the country and you know sort of how they oh, yeah. how they got to where they are now. And it's really, I mean, if you want to get rhinos, like he's you want to talk about knowing that species you know everything about them history and the hobby natural history all that stuff like rob stone's the guy yeah well and rob knows everything about everything oh like, yeah and oh my gosh way. like what a what a wealth of knowledge but it, you know it's like with the rough scale pythons like like bill has rough scale pythons i've i've gone over there i hold them like i've mm -hmm. you know i've seen the babies like they're great but in the like let's be real rough scales aren't like the most beautiful snake out there. Agreed. Like, like they're, they're, they're brown and cream. Yeah. They're, they're unique. Yeah. But when you hear the story about them and you like, and if you've seen the Mark O'Shea, like yeah. episode where he goes and sees. I remember watching like, that on TV. Oh dude. It like, if that was you, then like that snake means so much more than you know just a brown and cream snake with blue eyes it's like, actually the first thing i think about when i when i see or hear rough scales is that marco shea episode and him talking about how we're probably not going to see one and then you know he's climbing around and lo and behold it's like right there it might be on youtube yeah I need to look yeah and they find it on like the last day like yeah. right before the helicopter is going to go take off and it's like we have one last shot and, and dude they freaking find it and so like you know that's that's the cool thing about so many of these species like it even if you know they they might not be the most flashy species like they have these stories that are so amazing and that's like honestly that's why i like chondros is because like you can like trace the lineage of your animal back yeah. to like you know however many generations like that's the coolest thing ever there is and no... these snakes had names yep. and you can be like dude my snake is from mr blue lineage and mm -hmm. everyone's like what the hell does that mean and you're like mr blue was the like most 
awesome blue animal of all time. Mm-hmm. My yeah. snake came from first, that. Yeah, you know, it's just that's, it's, there's no like, other porn cool. in the hobby that that keeps track of that stuff like like Condro guys do. No man, it, it doesn't it's exist. A, like I, car, carpet guys aren't far no, behind. but with that type still, of stuff. I know, mean, Condro Mor- guys, Morelia, Morelia guys in general, man. I don't think. There's no other corner of the hobby that's like that than the Rayleigh guys. But I will say, Conjure dudes do take it to get yeah, to the, the extreme. Level. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. I won't take that away from y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, man, it, it's so cool. Like, I, I love, I love that aspect of it, where it's like, dude, there's, there's a story behind this animal that is, is in my collection, mm-hmm. and like that, that makes it so much more meaningful. Yeah to yeah. me to have like that animal I have from David from, from Brahms, you know, that came from Gary Schiavino and Rico. Yeah. And Dave like, Prada. Right. Yeah. And Vinsky. Oh. And like, there's you, I, yeah. I, I'll have to find you the lineage cause I put it together. I actually went back through, went on Rico's website, found as much as I can about, you know, the grandparents and great grands and traced it back as far as I could. And it's yeah. uh, like to have just the legacy and the bloodline. You know, totally. Like... For for every one of my snakes, I have like a, a written lineage, but I also have a picture lineage yeah. for as far back as I can get it. Like, because I want to see what the parents look like and what all of the the grandparents look like and what all of the great grandparents mm-hmm. look like, so I can I can be like, dang, like this is the family tree of my snake. Like that's the coolest thing ever. And some people might think that's not cool, but I do. And so it's like, dude, that that's awesome to me. And man, that's that's why I love Condro so much. Well, it's also knowing like the fact that you have, you know, guys like Rico, who put so much time into the species and dedicated everything to that species, and working with these bloodlines and stuff. Like, it to me, it's it's an honor to have that blood in the collection. Oh yeah. And obviously the snake's awesome. Obviously I love the snake, but at the same time it has a little more meaning to it when you know where it came from. Absolutely. And on top of that, that was David's first clutch, wasn't it? Yes. I believe it was. Yeah, so I mean that I think that alone is cool to, to say you have something from his very first clutch of Congress. But that also means you're much more particular about what you pair that stuff with. You know, I don't want to just take that and oh, yeah. pair it with just anything. You know, I I'm oh, totally. very curious to see what Biok Blood would do in there. But it's like I don't want to put it to just you know, my my adult male Biok that's a <laughs> yeah. Biok, you know, it's like you gotta I think you, you take it a little more seriously when you have something like that on your hands. For sure. Like dude I, I have I have you know it it's probably in the the top the top 10 most yellow chondros in the country right now like it's that's not like a, a kofi alcondro like it's a designer right, high right. yellow and it's it's easily one of the most high yellow snakes anywhere and i'm like i'm scared to to do anything with it because i don't want to do its lineage a disservice right that's you know? exactly it's where like, i'm at with the snake from david like, i mean granted it's it's like four years out from even being anywhere near ready um but yeah it's like, but it's I like don't... i'm not i'm not just gonna pair this yeah. like this yellow like god of a snake to <laughs> anything like no i i have to i have to find a female suitable for sundance because I'm not just going to give them to anyone. Like I, I have to find the right snake to pair with them. And, and, and you know, that's, that's just what I 
field does him and the lineage uh, the best service is finding finding something that would do it justice, you know? But do you yeah. wonder sometimes, like, man, if I just had, you know, a high, a, a Bioc with that sort of nice melanism, like, you, you, the gears oh. start turning. I mean, that's, like, it's such a crapshoot with Conjures because it's, like, this could either be something I, I, really awesome or something that's green. Yeah, yeah. you know, and that, I think that's, you know, when it comes to Conjures, I mean, that's what I've seen. You know, you'll see, you know, completely different ends of the spectrum. You know, you they, I've seen people that paired two together and just that were mostly normal looking Conjures oh, yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden got this incredible baby out of the batch, you know, but that looked for sure different than all of the others. But then you have... You know, you pair up some super nice ones, and you get a couple that are just like, eh. yeah, they just turn they're, out they're, green. They're, they're green, <laughs> you know. But... Yeah, and you know, Justin, like you've said a thousand times, like there is no such thing as an ugly nope. green tree. Like they're all, they're all freaking gorgeous. And so it definitely, like, you know, every possibility has crossed my mind. Like especially with Sundance, it's mm -hmm. like, dude, I like, I could pair him with a super high yellow BIAC and you know, the chances are is that they would produce some pretty significant right. high yellow animals. Well, I guess it's not and, such a hard decision when it's a male that you have, you know, where you can totally. them to whatever you want and not worry about them, you know, at, yeah, crashing at least while he's got much. eggs or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's also, you know, it comes down to, well, what space do I have in, in my room? Like, <laughs> do like, do, you know, how much, how much cage space is, am I willing to like sacrifice in order to get, you know, this type of female or whatever. And, and then it's like, well, dude, then you have to find a female, like dude, finding, finding, uh, like a sexed female chondro right now, oh, that's luck. like finding a. It's yeah. like finding a white lip python. Jesus. <laughs> Dude, they're, man, they, you can find a lot of males right now, but it is really hard to find a female because they, like, people hold on to them, obviously. See, like, I don't know. There's sometimes I see some, like, Brian Fisher has a Bioc for sale right now that was a, a Bushmaster import, and that thing looks real good. I'd be like, I'd be, dude, male, I'd be male heavy for that one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That, I don't. I, don't I saw that animal too. Yeah. it's it's phenomenal. And that's you know people always knock having males, and I I, I don't mind being male heavy, you know, because like you said, you can take that male and throw it to different females. Like you can get that that blood, you know, and other stuff, mm -hmm. you know, in one for year, sure. You know, so it's like I don't mind being. I don't get me wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to have a sausage vest in my snake room. But being you know, slightly heavier not, on males and females yeah. is not a bad route to go. And that's no, one thing no, they it, talked about. It's in definitely not a, a lot. Was to have like if you're gonna have really nice cresteds, get a really smoking male, and some really nice females too. But you have that one like designated hitter, killer lily white or whatever, and you can pair him to as many girls as you want. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, and that's, you know, that's the, one of the more frustrating things that, that you know, me and, and a lot of other people have experienced with chondros and I'm sure, I'm sure other Morelia and other pythons are like this too, but it's like, dude, you can have this killer male and you can put him to a female and he'll just keep cruising and be like, dude, I, or he'll just hunt every night in the yeah. female's cage. <laughs> and you're like, what are you doing? Like, he's right there. <laughs> And and they won't breed, and so then being male heavy is a great thing because 
yeah, you, you can it. say, all right, dude, if you're not, if you're not going to do anything, I'm pulling you out. Second and third and, string quarterback. Yeah. And so, you know, that's when it's good. But for me right now, I'm already male heavy. <laughs> it's like yeah. when you're already male heavy, then you're like, okay, I don't need to be more male heavy mm-hmm. if I'm already male heavy. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. But I've had people message me and they're like, you have any adult females for sale? And I just laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's like jingle all the way when he's in the toy store trying to find a Turbo Man doll and everyone just laughs. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> great movie reference. Where Dude, the heck is Sinbad these days? I had that movie on repeat as a kid. <laughs> What? Then there's the time that uh, you actually get your hands on a pretty large female and it dies. Yeah, that would be a heartbreak. Yeah. Oh, it was. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? What are you doing? Justin is sawing two by I'm fours not. in his garage My right fiance now. has decided that at 10.15 is a great time to take the hose out and power wash a paint oh. pan right outside nice. the garage door. Yeah. Well, she's a weird one, man. She like vacuums at like nine thirty at night. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's calm, relaxing time. You're scaring the dog. You're scaring me. You freak. Oh, I'd rather you did this in the morning when I was asleep. And our hose screams too, as you can hear. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> woman. Killing me, Smalls. That's funny. Well, we'll talk about it later. We gotta get our house screened. We have a bunch of roaches on the outside, like big ones. It's free scorpion food. Don't argue in front of the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Me me and Jacob are just just (laughs) hiding in the corner, hoping mom and dad don't see us. Mommy and dad, you're fighting. Every week. Every week, nothing <laughs> happens in this garage. But it's Thursday oh, night, man. and it's time to start doing stuff. Thursday night, let's clean the garage. Thursday night, let's hose out things. Thursday night, let's bang around inside on pots and pans. Three days. Three? Guys, stop. <laughs> scaring Jake and Mark. They are. They're like, Mom, Dad, stop fighting. <laughs> that air from inside yeah. feels good, though. It's stupid hot in here. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Anyways, the dog's in here with me now. Archie. Archibald. Welcome, Archie. He's scared of everything. Poor guy. A, uh, Pretty sure he was abused before we got him. He flinches that is at everything. Unfortunate. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Poor guy. Right? What are you he's cruising for something to destroy? <laughs> You're lucky you were cute. But do do we got anything else to cover in this bad boy? Um I mean we're at about an hour twenty six. What do you guys have going on? Are Justin, you have you have Baird's eggs have, in the Yep, I have a small the, clutch of Baird's. Nice. Um, How's that? That's they're they're doing really good. Actually, there's a something I'm doing that David tried with his last clutch and instead of mixing vermiculite with water, he mixed it with hydrogen peroxide. 
which is really smart because when hydrogen peroxide breaks down, it turns into pure water. That's true. And it breaks down in light and it breaks down quickly. Um, he didn't have any mold in his eggs. I haven't had any mold huh. in mine. Huh. It's been working really well. So hmm. I just hate how messy vermiculite is. It's like the herpes of uh, lawn and garden products. Yeah. Once Dude, it's, it's the worst. Do, it ain't coming off. Yeah. I, I'll never use vermiculite again. Uh, to, cause I, I moved my chondro eggs like onto vermiculite, uh, when they were pipping and hatching mm-hmm. and dude, those babies, like they, cr- they Come crawl on. out of the egg and they get on the vermiculite yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they have it like all in their heat pits and ah. like, Oh, and I was like, dang it. Like this sucks. Like um, I'll use, I'll use sphagnum moss or even, uh, even perlite, like something, something thicker instead of like tiny little granules. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you got, you got beards. I've had, yeah, I've uh, had the, I've done, I've been trying to do a repeat pairing of chondros. I've seen a couple locks. I just put the mail back in like two days ago. Yes. Yeah. Two days ago. Yeah. Um, cool. I've been but she's still him, on food and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I've been f- like, I'll take him out and feed her, give her a couple days, put him back in for about a week. And then repeat. Yeah. Um, just because. Nice. What time? She's she's. A what time of the year food. did she go last time? Uh, they started. I put them together in June, and they locked until like December. But I didn't get eggs until I want to say it was like February, maybe. Oh okay. So yeah, it's very strange. I, yeah, we were pretty on par with our clutches, mm-hmm. and I got my I got my clutch last year in late January, and you weren't yeah. far after that. With your chondros. Yeah, because mine hatched in, I think, May. It was like mid-May. Yeah. yeah. So. so you still have, still have plenty of time, man. If, if she's, you know, going on the same cycle as she yeah. has before. I mean, if they go, they go. If they don't, yeah. whatever. You know, it's when I got, I'm going to probably pair the Bairds again later this year. Um, but, I mean, other than that, whatever. <laughs> Next year, I'll have more Bairds. I'll have, hopefully, hog noses and some other stuff. And I got the frogs cool. right now. The frogs are reproducing like crazy. Nice. What about you, Jake? What do you have going on? Uh, shit, man. This year, I got, I've already gotten hatched my only clutch of poplins. Uh, and that's going to be it for me as far as breeding goes. Um, I need to, once I get some babies gone, I'm get a couple more racks and, you know, get, just get ready for next year and, I give it about give it about two years and uh, I'll have some uh, pretty insane insane stuff ready to go. So cool. I'm all about but taking yeah. a slow boat and taking your time. Yeah, I'm yeah, really me enjoying too. it. Just enjoying like the Bairds, you know that pair. I've raised them up since like 2016 when they were little. You know, and so finally pairing them and getting eggs is is pretty cool. It feels really good. Yeah, yeah. Jake, is that? Is that because you're like raise like you have this project in mind that you're raising up your own babies I, from and like like in you know three years you'll be ready to like pair your own babies back? Well, it's I have quite a few farm stuff, um, uh-huh. and my my farmed animals are kind of uh, I guess kind of what I what I really want to build off of, um, you know, just to kind of start you know my own thing from scratch. I guess um, there's one pair in particular that I'm extremely excited about because I have I have quite a I have I, don't, I wouldn't say I have a lot of snakes, but 
the large majority of my collection is poplin carpets. You know, I have, I think I've only got like close to like 30 snakes or something like that, but I think about 25 of those are poplin carpets. Yeah. So, you know, there's, I have a lot of different phenotypes, a lot of different stuff coming up, you know, but, um, uh, it's mostly the farm stuff that I'm, you know, especially excited about. I have a female that she's, She's two years old, two or three years old now, I believe. I'd have to look back and see when she was imported by my uh, from my buddy. Um, but she'll she'll be ready to go in another. She, she might could next year if I pushed her hard enough, but I don't really want to do that. Um, yeah. So give her two years, and then the male that I have in mind for her is already an adult. Um, I actually tried to pair him this year, but struck out with uh, that pairing. Uh, but and, he, and he's also a farmed animal? Yes, he's also farmed. Um, and that's kind of why I'm mostly excited about them. But they, phenotypically speaking, they're the perfect match. Um, extremely, extremely black animals. Um, you know, just, the, you know, a lot of, with, with poplins, you see a lot of the, the, the tans and browns and beiges, yeah. you know, kind of what everybody makes fun of them for. But, you know, there's so many different phenotypes out there. My favorites are the ones that are just, like, really heavy black. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely going to be working on it, working on a selective breeding project with them, trying to get, you know, as as black and as patternless as possible, you know. Um, yeah. Man, if I was going to do carpets again, I would I – would, probably do jungles just because it, it's a good starting point but oh, i yeah. would i would want to minimize the yellow and maximize the black yeah. like I, I want a jungle carpet that looks like a mangrove snake yeah you know? that's awesome yeah and that that's kind of what i'm going for you know like these i really think i'll mostly get a lot of black and oranges um coming up but like that's what i'm what i'm trying to do with pop winds is basically if you can think of a color platform i'll have it yeah you know kind of hit every end of the spectrum like this year i'm you know from the babies that i did get i'm ex i'm expecting very yellow babies um the female has a very very yellow uh color to her as well as the male um they're both has some striping and every baby has some form of stripe to it um yeah. there's only a couple that are you know i'd say about 90 percent striped and then the other handful it's kind of more so the tail end that just has some striping to it um but yeah those turned out really nice and i'm really excited to see how they turn out um, yeah dude and so, once you have every color represented in your collection like then you can you can paint with any of those colors and you'll yeah. just be you'll be the bob ross of <laughs> poplin carpets I, I, that that's kind of the plan man you know i i've got stuff that i'm coming up that i'm hoping will go more of the purple route um and get get some of those colors mixed in there stuff that's dark stuff that's light stuff that's striped stuff that's banded um you know i've got you know a really banded uh, foreign female that's coming up but i'm kind of waiting to find the perfect male for her i've got a couple couple guys already in mind that i have you know on with me now but i'm kind of just waiting to see how they turn out and if they'll really go together you know well phenotypically speaking because she's She's one of the cleanest looking animals I have. There's no, like some, some of my animals, especially some of the babies from last year, had like a lot of freckling mm -hmm. in them, just like just little specks all over. But this female is just so, so clean and has such a crisp patterning and she has an insane amount of banding. 
So yeah, you know, that's that, cool. That, that's another one I'm super excited about, you know, because I, like I said, I want every color, you know, you can think of as well as every, you know, pattern, you know, I want animals that are, don't have as much patterning to them. I want animals that are completely banded. I want animals that are striped, you know, just, just hit. If you can, if you can, if you can imagine it in a pop win, you know, I have it type of thing. Yeah. yeah that's kind of the, the ultimate goal with, with it. And, you know, I'm extremely happy with where I'm at, you know, with those and what I've got coming up. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Are you going to breed anything else or are you done for the year? Who, me? No, Mark. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm done for now. I, I will, uh, I have some pairs that I'm planning, uh, for the fall. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, a lot of, there's, it's, it's been very well documented, obviously that chondros can breed like year round and everything. Um, for me personally, I like to have my snakes on like on a schedule where it's like, Hey, like they every year they know the temps are dropping, you know, the, the food is getting cut and then, you know, we start the feeding cycles and all this stuff like at the same time. Um, and so for me that happens in the fall. Um, and so, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have, I'll have two, maybe three pairings that I'll try, cool. uh, this fall, probably, probably more like two, but we'll see. And they'll, yeah. they sh- they should both be uh, calico line pairings. Ooh. Yeah, man, that's that's my jam. Yeah, I gotta work Love on me that. Some art- calicos. I gotta work on those articles more tomorrow. I'm working on the Andrew yeah. Heyman piece right now. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited for the for the next issue. I, man, I I just think it's gonna be incredible. I I know that there's there's gonna be people ordering like the hard copies just oh, to yeah. have it. You know, like. Oh, yeah. Oh man, it's it's gonna it's gonna be so cool. I posted uh, the blue line article. We have a, a I saw that. Yeah, that's in a we have a group for the magazine, and so I'm, I do like little group exclusives where they get sneak peeks at articles and stuff. And uh, I posted that blue line article in there today. Yeah, dude, it, yeah, it, I saw that. it it looks awesome. It, I mean, you're one, you know, you're doing a phenomenal job with the magazine just in general. Like I, I think it has exceeded everyone's expectations um, already. Yep. But man, when like you know, just as a chondro nerd, like to to have an all chondro issue mm-hmm. that's you know, it it's gonna do justice for locality projects and designer projects and just all these things that I love nerding out about. Like, oh man, it's it's just yeah. gonna it's gonna be so cool. We will like I yeah. I wanted to do a locality piece in it in this one, but because there's so much information and because there's so many people I'd have to get in contact with, I just, it's, it'd be such a big thing that I'm probably going to do another issue down the road, but, um, like finding guys that really know like legitimate information about the different localities and stuff like that is kind of tough. You know, Harlan's really good at it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's Harlan, only so many Patrick. resources, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> But we're planning to do, like, we're going to bring back, uh, not bring back, but we're going to do, like, an all-venomous issue at some point. Just, like, some of the stuff we miss about, you know, old reptiles issues and stuff. Yeah, man, I, I, I grew up on that stuff, man. That all-venomous issue of reptiles was the one every year I was so excited about. Yeah. And then yeah, I got, I, I, got, I started keeping 
or I started getting Reptile Magazine. Uh, my my grandmother got it for me as like a like a subscription for Christmas one year. Mm-hmm. Probably when I was like, I had to be like I don't know eight years old, and I I kept every issue in my room like just had them stacked yeah. i had like oh, 10 man, years worth know? stacked and i got rid of them i'm so mad at myself because now i think I about man they did an article on this species you know back in like 2004 like i had that issue and now it's gone i know man it's such a heartbreak and so like yeah i i got i got rid of mine when, when i moved off to college my mom was like hey do you want these and i was like no it's fine just throw them out but terry burwell <laughs> again shout out to terry he he still has like every issue and so i was like dude you have all the issues like do you, can you send me the one like with like the crazy colored chondro on the front yeah. like that's the one i want i remember and that so one he, that was like oh five oh six that was like mid 2000s wasn't it yeah oh yeah the easily and so the he, yeah exactly and so he went through his his reptiles magazine collection and pulled out any anyone that had a chondro article mm-hmm. in it and sent them to me and so i was like i was freaking out man like well, they, uh, you know, i was just... on the hunt because they had they had a one that had a piece on bairds and i went and hunted it down and bought it on ebay yeah and i nice. i still go back and flip through it in case there's anything i need to know you know because there's yeah, really not a man. ton of information on bairds out there as far as uh you know outside of breeding and keeping them there's not yeah well and the, you know even like you know it's like you're no matter what the species is, like if you're if you're going back into like, you know, one of the issues that Terry sent me is from like '95 or something, and it's like, like, dude, that's that's a long time ago. Like that's like, you know, I don't even know how long, 25 years ago, and you know, it's like obviously husbandry has changed. Like you know, the research has changed. Like so much more is known, and you know, whatever, whatever. But at the same time, it's just so cool to have like a piece of history from a species that you love. Like, I love seeing the old ads. Oh yeah. The old ads are, I don't know. Yeah. Dude, a you, big like nostalgia the sig- factor there, like sitting in the classroom, not doing my schoolwork and looking through reptiles and seeing, you know, the Burke's reptile expo ad. And, yeah. 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 Or the, you know, like in, in these old issues, like Rico would, would take out multiple ads, yeah, one for the full green page. trees and one for emeralds. Yep, yep. he had one. It, it would be a full page on like the inside cover, and it would have like green trees and emeralds, and then they'd have like this backlighting effect on them, like this glow around it. And I just remember thinking that and be like, man, those are the coolest snakes ever. Yeah, man, signal herp. Like yeah. it's it's just it's awesome. So man, it I was so excited to get those those magazines in the mail. It's really really cool. Yeah, man. But all that to be said, it's like it feels so cool to have another reptiles like based magazine that's yeah. like actually got content that we want to read, mm-hmm. like because there there just isn't anything else anymore. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's it, really cool. it really kind of took a turn after a while where I was like, why am I even subscribing to this anymore? There's nothing in this that has any interest to me. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, they went, yeah. I knew it was the beginning of the end when they got rid of the venomous issue. It seems mm-hmm. like we're in for it now. Yeah, it's all down to it. Well, you're you're doing a good a good yeah. deed, sir. Thanks, man. Much appreciated. Yeah. 
But where are we at with this? We're at 142. Oh, is there anything else we need to cover? Any, any other? Uh, I think we goodies? pretty much got all of it. Rhinos and chondros. Two very cool rhinos things. Rhinos and chondros, man. I'm going to get my can... hands on more con uh, rhinos when I have some baby chondros to sell. Some of that money's going into some, some rat rhinos. Yeah, man. Well, and I and I need to I need to get my hands on some chondros, man. I need to do it. You ain't about that life. I need I need to I need a pair. I've always said like that's all I want. I just want a pair of chondros. Now, but Jake, what did that. we talk about at this episode? You have to know yourself before you start buying species. Okay. <laughs> you can't Stevie Wonder these chondros. All look, right. Man, look, Justin, if Justin can keep many of them, anybody can keep them. All right, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna no, have man, these. Once... Be like, how are my chondros? <laughs> no, nah, man. Once you once you get them, I, I bet I bet you wouldn't just have a pair. I bet you'd go down a. Yep. I'm not saying you'd sell everything, but but I I, I think I think you might you might go deeper than you think. They're he hasn't cool, had man. a taste yet. I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know. The forbidden fruit. I don't know, man. I think I'd be I think I'd be happy with a pair. Just everyone says that's that. a good. Just, hey, that's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go crazy with them. I mean, who knows? Maybe one day I'll, I'll have some more. But man, I, I love carpets too much. Love them yeah. too much, and I can only I can only stretch myself so far as far as numbers. So I think you know, and who knows? You know, you know, one day I'll one of these days I'll probably cut back on carpets and try and you know expand a little bit into some other stuff. Scrubs. But yeah, definitely more scrubs need to happen. A couple green trees. You know, I've kind of I've kind of wanted I've kind of thought about you know trying to scale back on the carpets get a little bit more variety but i've also been down that road and i got a bunch of carpets and i don't know i'm just gonna kind of coast there's a couple of things i want to want i want you know but <clears throat> we'll see we'll see yeah well there's lots of time so oh, yeah we got nothing but time and you know and i'm not one of those people where you know i want to get a bunch of stuff and all of a sudden whoa i have a bunch of animals that i was not prepared for and yeah. i have to sell them all you know, I don't want to be in that boat because I, I have been in that boat before. You know, I've done that before. And I'm pretty sure we all have at some point, you know, at least most of us. You know, and I, I definitely I learned my lesson. I definitely don't want to go back down that that hole again. So, yeah. Well, where can people find you, dude? But, yeah. Uh, man, the, the easiest way to find me is uh, on Instagram. If if you want to if you want to look at snake stuff, then Texas Chondros on Instagram. Uh, if you want to just, if you just want to take a peek into the life of Mark Hager, uh, then you can follow me at Mark Hager. But there's there's not many snakes that happen over there. Um, so yeah, Texas Condros on Instagram, uh, Texas Condros on Facebook. Check it out. Cool. Yeah, man. And I don't I don't think we're friends on Facebook yet, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna add you. Oh, dude, we just talked this whole time, and we're not I even know, friends. Man. Like, <laughs> is I, it really official sure until you're friends on Facebook? Yeah, because like I'm not gonna lie, like I you have popped up on my people you may know list so many damn times, but like I'm like I'm not one of those guys like, that just oh, adds like guy. people. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. You know, but I've seen your picture pop up so many times when Justin made the group chat. I saw your picture. I was like, oh, it's that guy. He's got like, long, hey. long hair. Hey, I recognize that guy. <laughs> yeah, he looks like me. He's got long hair. He's a hippie too. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Awesome, man. Well, we really appreciate you coming on, man. I really enjoyed this Absolutely. episode. Absolutely. Yeah. All, even though it was all about content. <laughs> hey, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a pleasure to come come talk. And, uh, man, it's uh, you guys are doing a good job. These are these are fun. You know, they're obviously they're fun to do. Like, you know, when you just get to talk snakes with friends, like, that's a cool thing. But, yeah. I mean, man, just having having more more podcasts to listen to like oh dude it's it's been incredible all the you know all the podcasts that are coming out right now like that you know it's just more more chances to hear about reptiles and and that's awesome so i really appreciate the the work the effort uh that you guys put into it i know that it it probably doesn't seem like a lot where you're just like oh yeah we just flip a switch and you know we start talking and it's great but man it, it it really goes a long way for a lot of other people so Thank you, man. Well, thank Much you. appreciated. Yeah. Well, I hope everybody has a good night again. Mark Hager, everybody. Check him out. All that good stuff. We so. are thankful for our sponsors as well. Oh, yes. Sean Wagner at MP Cages and Exotics. Check him out. Some cages. Get you, get, you, get you a cage. Get you a rack. Everybody's wanting to breed now. Get you a baby rack. He's the man for All that it. Good stuff. Get and then cages. hot sauce from Steve Snakeshuary. Oh, yeah. Boy, you know what's Best spicy. Best hot sauce in the snake world. That's right. I Dude, real only, talk. Only sauce I, in the snake world. I have gotten stuff from Steve Snakeshuary, and it is amazing. Oh, God. Like, very good. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Tell, tell me that cottonmouth sauce wouldn't be just absolutely baller on, like, carne asada tacos oh dude on anything Ooh, like yeah. it's it was good it, on chicken nuggets bro every <laughs> every single one of those was incredible i actually yeah. got them i got them as christmas presents uh for my brother oh nice, nice. yeah and dude it's they're phenomenal they yeah. they're great steve's yeah. a great guy he is yeah. a very good guy yeah so check him out in his sanctuary check out sean and all he's doing um, got some amazing builds, even better stuff coming up. So y'all stay tuned. Watch out for both of them cats because they're coming for all of us. We will see y'all later. See y'all next week. Everybody have a good day, evening, or whenever you're listening to this. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We love you. Goodbye.